0: Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Cunnington. And in this episode, we're bringing back someone I haven't talked to in a pretty long time. It's Wesley. And he's going to tell us about a site that he started in 2019. It took him about one month of work. There are 58 posts. It is mostly or primarily KGR content, which is pretty amazing. And it's been earning about $400 per month on average for a very long time. And it could even be more because Wesley recently added Ezoic to the mix. So previously the $400 per month was primarily from Amazon. So Wesley, what? welcome back. It's It's good to see you. How are you today? I'm great. Thanks. I'm
1: glad to be on here.
0: So let's just, you know, dig, you know, kind of right into some of the details and then we'll back into your story and then we'll return back to more details. But I just want to make sure I got the numbers right here. So it's a site that you pretty much threw up in about a month. And is it all keyword golden ratio content?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um I decided to really test out the KGR back then in 2019. It was still kind of new to me and I decided just to f- do a narrow focus site and I'll put everything up in 1 month and just I let it ride since then.
0: That's amazing and it's good to hear these uh these sort of case studies to to prove keyword golden ratio. The you know, maybe alarming thing, and I asked you this before we started recording, was how algorithm updates have treated it. And I, I want to jump to that because I know some of our more advanced uh, listeners, that they're already thinking about that. Like, hey, didn't this site mm-hmm. get hit by algorithm updates? So, can you talk about
1: any impacts that you've seen over the past three years? You know, with the, the site being... um Pretty, you know, product focused. You would think it would get have gotten hit by some of these updates, but it hasn't. Um, I haven't really noticed, um, you know, any changes in traffic. No sharp decline or nothing like that. Just nice and steady.
0: Amazing. Okay, so what's your background, Wesley? Like, who who are you, and, and what do you do? Just for the people that didn't hear the first interview.
1: Well, I'm I'm essentially just at the core, I'm just a stay at home dad, (laughs) you know, I homeschool, I do, you know, all of the, um, dad things you can think of. And I, um, was in a position to where I wanted to spend more time with my kids. And, um, that's how I got in this business originally, just so I could be home more.
0: Okay. And so you're doing this, uh, you know, niche sites and content sites full time, basically.
1: Yeah. I've been doing this full time for, I guess, coming up on a decade, not quite, but getting there. Yep. And I realize, you know, there's an issue with my question. So
0: you may not be spending a full time amount of uh, like hours per week. So I am curious how many hours right. per week do you work? Cause obviously you're a stay at home dad. So that's, that's a full
1: time yeah. job too, right? You know what? I have, to be honest, I have no idea. <laughs> like I just work a little here and there when I can. But to me, that's, um, that's, more, that's the more valuable side of this business is the freedom of being able to work when you want to, as much you want to, or as little day in, day out, you know, that's the real value of this business to me anyway. Yeah, me, me too. The, the autonomy that you
0: have over your time is so mm-hmm. valuable and I don't have kids and I even see the value in it, but it must be even more valuable to you and your family and then, you know, being able to homeschool and that sort of thing. Definitely. Alright, let's get into the site details. So in 2019, this stuff was a little bit new to you. Keyword golden ratio was a little bit new. And you thought, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna check it out. So can you talk about the, the planning behind it and what you thought it could be? And, and I guess now's a good time, you know, when we were chatting before to mention that you even kind of classify this as a micro niche site. So it's kind of small in scope. But can you tell us about yeah. the, the inception of this project?
1: Yeah. So I just, you know, I first learned about the KGR and I was like, well, let's really put this to the test in my mind, but I also didn't want to spend a whole lot of money on the project. So that's why I focused on just, I figured a hundred articles or less. And then, um, so like, you know, for, for an example, I guess would be if I was in the, um, let's say bubblegum niche, the site would only be focused on like one flavor of bubblegum, you know, that's what it would be to me. And then, yeah, I, we did all KGR topics and, all the, you know, work in one month and launched it from there.
0: For the keyword research, did you do that yourself or did you outsource it in any capacity? No, I did it all myself. Yep. All right. Did you have any issue coming up with uh, the 58 or you kind of had the hang of it?
1: No, no, I had the hang of it. You know, it was, it's all fairly simple. Just, you know, doing the all in title, I checked each word or each um, keyword rather. And then if it, fit in there. I will add it. I added it to the list, and if it didn't, threw it out. I wanted to do only KGR for this particular site.
0: Did you do any further competition analysis or checking of the SERPs to see what what
1: was out there before you got it written? In, you know, back then, it's hard to remember, <laughs> but I want to say I did look just to, like, if there's any Um, very strong competitors you know I would try to avoid it but other than that um, no all right
0: and looking back like do you do you think you could have done anything better on the keyword research side or some some of the early pieces selecting the niche maybe
1: um No, no, nothing I can think of. I think it all came out pretty good. Um, You know, you can always go through and check for more uh, confirmation that the keyword's easier. But I didn't really dive that deep other than past, um, you know, the all-in title and KGR, to be honest. Do you have very much informational content on the site? Yeah. So that is, I think that's one reason I haven't been hit by any of these um, updates. The Google algorithm is because it is roughly, I want to say 25% um, affiliate and the rest is all informational, but I make sure to put as many, well, I wouldn't say as many, I don't go overboard, but I do have uh, affiliate links in all my informational content.
0: Okay. And how do you decide which pieces of informational content to put the affiliate links in there?
1: Um, just if it comes up naturally in the writing for in, you know, throughout the body of the article, we'll do a contextual link, but I also would use, um, was it, uh, AAWP, you know, the, uh, like a nice little product box. And I include, because the website is very narrowly focused, I would link to these particular item at the top and bottom of every article, just a nice little product box. Okay.
0: Obviously something related. So, you know, the audience is a good match yes. for the product. Cool. But one thing I like to say is if you could help the reader do it faster, cheaper, easier, then it's a good idea to recommend the product that can help them do that. So I imagine you followed some of the same ideas, right? Yes, definitely. Cool. And for the specific, like, all right, one thing that I've seen is... If you go back and improve content, maybe you add some FAQs, you just make sure things are up to date. That, that is really helpful for uh, sort of longevity in ranking. Have you gone back and improved content or have you pretty much been hands-off since you published it?
1: I've been completely hands-off, um, but I, I do agree with you that going back and updating content is a good thing to do. Um, it's just not something I have done with this site. You know, my whole goal was this was like set it and forget it. And that's kind of what I've done. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's a it's amazing because I have actually seen this quite a bit on a uh, niche site project where I've neglected content and it slowly declined over mm-hmm. a couple of years and I went back and updated some content very recently and organic traffic is up by like 30 to 35%. And yep. I'm like, all right, I, I really need to go back. And traffic is dropping on other pages that I have not updated. So it's, it's almost, it's like, I got to get back and update some of that content. Yeah. So, all right. As far as the, the writing and how you structure the content, do you have any tips on that? Or how did you approach it? Did you hire uh, one agency or something?
1: No, I, um, I hire all my writers um, just through Upwork. And, but, you know, I do I do have templates and things like that for particular post type, depending on it's like a QA and a or a review, things like that.
0: Okay. And I mean, I guess I probably should ask this a minute ago, but like how do you define a, a micro niche site versus a niche site or an authority site? Everyone has their own little flavor. I think it's a lot of uh, sort of marketing behind it. But ha- yeah, how do you define it? Yeah.
1: Well, my definition would be a site really with, around 100 or fewer posts with a very narrow focus. Um, That's really the only two things that I would go by to call it a micro-niche site.
0: Okay, so not not too much content, narrow focus. Here's a quick word from Otis. That's O-D-Y-S, and they're the source for age domains with strong branding and powerful backlinks. The featured domain for today is is hapathon, and it was a domain used for application development for a project that focused to leverage the mobile sensors and smartphones to identify the mood and happiness of an individual, and they hoped that analysis would lead people to get better life goals and be able to suggest better life goals. Pretty ambitious, if you ask me, for a smartphone which uh, potentially is stealing away our attention every second of the day. But that's a, that's a whole other point. I can tell you that this is probably a growing market. And back when this domain was started in 2012, it's 10 years old. I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing. And I did not get my first Fitbit or smartwatch or any device like that for several years after that. I mean, I think I've only had them for a bit. The point being, I think you have an opportunity here to not only cover the idea of health monitoring and fitness monitoring and smartphones, but also watches. And now they have like the Aura ring and there's many other pieces of technology that are a lot more sophisticated these days. And Many, many questions about it. A lot of different products as well. The domain rating, as reported by Ahrefs, is 26 for this particular domain, and I think you have a pretty strong uh, approach as far as the number of keywords and informational topics as well as products that you can cover. There are 133 referring domains, 110 of them are do follow, and there are big Very impressive sites linking to it. BBC.com, Business Insider, The Guardian, Good Men Project, Forbes.com, and so many more. There's a lot of branded anchor text and it's still indexed in Google. Of course, if you join Otis using my link, you can get $100 in your account. And if you do make a purchase, I might get a commission, which I greatly appreciate. Thanks a lot to Otis. Now let's get back to the show. And for, for your templates, is there anything um, unusual or is it just kind of standard and, and you just put a template around a, a kind of a proven way to write content?
1: Um, no, I wouldn't say anything um, out of the ordinary. Um, I, d- I do make sure my product review based articles have a plenty of informational content within them. you know I don't just jump in like I've seen some posts that will do like 10 items and it's strictly all you know just about the products. I try to supplement with the uh, information surrounding the topic or products as well. but other than that, you know it's pretty standard, really. Okay.
0: Very good. And I guess anything else around the content? It sounds like you were using AAWP for mm-hmm. feature boxes and perhaps comparison tables.
1: Yep. Yep. That's right. So, yeah. yeah anything nothing else. Nothing else, okay. yeah, nothing else off there. Uh, anything different there? No. All right. And in,
0: I'm still on the on site topic. So, anything mm-hmm. with internal linking or content clusters or silos or anything like that?
1: Um, well, the the site being as small as it is, you know, it's pretty much just one cluster itself. Because you know, you can pretty much link to anything you want to because it's so you know micro, you know, as we'd say. But um, no, I just link where it makes sense. You know, just keep it natural to where if I'm bringing up something the reader is interested in, link to it and uh, just keep it all where it uh, flows real nicely. I don't try to force anything.
0: Okay. When you were ordering the content, you hired the writers directly. Did you draft the content in WordPress yourself or did you have someone working on that for you?
1: Um, Back then, I would have the writer just submit it to me like in a Word doc and then I would do all the editing and uploading myself. Yeah okay
0: and i'm I'm just curious, have you gotten to a point now, and we'll talk about maybe a little bit of, of your portfolio later, but are you at a point now where you do have like an editor
1: slash content manager? Yes, yeah, I have a, a team of writers and an editor that helps me now, yep,
0: okay, awesome. Just curious if you remember how much you spent in total on the content and any other expenses with the site
1: um you know I had let me pull up this uh screenshot here, so. I, so the, in total, the site is about just over 75,000 words. So I would have paid somewhere around 1500 for the content total.
0: 1500.
1: Cool. And then were, were there any other costs aside from like hosting or something? No, just hosting, you know, basic things. Um, AAWP, if you don't have it, you know, something like that, but now that's pretty much it. Very nice.
0: Okay. Let's move on to link building. Then so typically, and one one of the sales pitches for KGR is like you generally don't have to build links if it's not too competitive. I mean, that's the whole
1: idea. So did you do any kind of link building or outreach in any capacity? None. Absolutely none. I actually I don't even do that much link building in my own portfolio now. Um it's not it's not my um and I think a lot of people can agree with this. It's not the most fun thing to do. Um so yeah, I don't I don't do a whole lot of that. (laughs) Okay.
0: And looking back, I mean, would you have done anything, you know, different overall?
1: Um, You know, I I really don't think so. I'm really happy with the way the site turned out. Um, You know, for the way it's performed for one month of work, you know, I don't think you can really beat that. And you said you've had it for three years. Like, how how quickly did you start
0: getting traffic? And if you could remember back the early earnings in the first few months? When did you level out to that $400 per month?
1: Um, I don't remember when I leveled around the 400 but I would say within the first year. Um, and then because traffic took maybe six months, seven months to really hit, you know, it's usually that standard sandbox period and then traffic starts to grow. I want to say this site did a little bit better than that in terms of when it first started getting traffic. But um, it's pretty much leveled off. I think each year, now this is total for the entire year, it's probably around uh seventy five thousand views for the whole year um I think in twenty twenty one last year it did ninety thousand so just a little bit better for the entire year, but it's pretty much you know about the same okay is there any seasonality uh with this niche N- No, not really, but I will say a little what um, polit- um, well, how should I say this um things i don't know if you remember when those were like riots happening and people were looting stores yeah my niche was affected by that a little bit. And I saw spikes in traffic, <laughs> but huh. other than that, <laughs> interesting, very interesting. Yeah. So you just saw spikes in traffic, but
0: otherwise it's pretty stable. Okay. Right. Yeah. Got it. And let's see, I'm trying to think of like other areas. I mean, it's such a simple sort of concept and mm-hmm. you were pressure testing the KGR, which thank goodness it, it worked out. I should have done, Uh, a test like this, but I'm I'm a little lazier (laughs) these days than I used to be. But I mean, just doing the math, uh, you've earned something like 14,000 or so dollars. And, you know, if you take out your expenses, you've earned uh, a pretty decent chunk of change here. Uh, pretty impressive. Uh, when did you, I guess, know that it was working?
1: um pretty um you know that first year since it started earning it was pretty noticeable that it, it was working and bringing in money and and yeah it's it's not the and I will say this even though it's like the smallest site in my portfolio it's kind of one of my favorites because i just you know one month and it was done yeah you know and that was it and then i don't know so for some reason i have like this i know you're not supposed to be emotionally attached to your business and your sites but i have like an emotional attachment to this site for that reason was
0: Was this one of the first ones that helped you get traction?
1: It was one of my earlier ones, um definitely. I think at the time, maybe it was just like the second site I had done. I had like a main project and I just wanted to do this like I say, and I didn't want to swap my focus right I didn't want to swap my focus to a second project while I'm still doing my main so i I was like, if I could just put this up in a month and never touch it and then focus back on my main site, I'll be good to go. so got it yeah. all right. So,
0: I'm I'm curious, and then we can talk about your portfolio, but are, are there more keywords that you could put in here, or is it so narrow that you really can't expand anymore?
1: I have went back and looked recently, and there are maybe five topics I could add to it, you know, that if I'm really uh, targeting low-hanging fruit, you know, um, I could probably get, you know, just a handful of topics, but yeah.
0: Okay. So it's, it's been three years and it's still performing, but the SEO landscape has changed as we know. Do you think someone could do the same thing right now and, you know, pick a different niche, right? But Mm -hmm. same, same kind of scenario. Do you think this could be recreated?
1: Oh, I definitely do. I definitely think it could. Um, and you know, and the, the concept that I used at the time was to basically just browse Amazon, find an item and start there. And then just kind of dig around, you know, like I guess one, if somebody else was going to try to recreate this, they just say like, go look at, they came across a shovel and then just keyword research these different shovels or different kinds and see what's there. You know, it just takes a little, a little patience digging around, but I think it could be recreated pretty easily today.
0: Yeah. and uh, I want to go deeper, and I'm not sure if this is going to go to a, a dead end, but you, know, you said you know, find a product, start looking for some keywords around that. Of course, when we're talking keyword golden ratio, you end up with you know, some pretty specific, very long phrases. Do you have tips on how you do keyword research to find those? Let's say you're not super familiar with the, the concept. Or the product specifically. So how would you start doing that keyword research?
1: Yeah, I would just start for some, if there's, if the person is new, um, Google is your friend. If you don't want to spend money, you don't want to, um, you know, because a lot of these tools are can be expensive. So just figure out some seed key phrases, like for affiliate articles, obviously like best, you know, like best um, shovel for this, best shovel for that. Start there but branch off into other things that you can type in, um, you know, uh, like top, use the seed phrases like budget. Um, you know, what are some other ones? I'm not, I'm not even sure, but there's a bunch of other seed phrases you can use just, and just type them into Google, see what comes back. Yeah. And then
0: I'll just pepper on top there. You can start with those and then you'll see like related searches. Oh, people also search and you could
1: probably hammer, hammer those and, I assume assume something something I'll add to that if um you know like you're saying what people also ask if people go and get a um, there's a extension on chrome called SEO Minion you can literally change the setting to crawl people also ask into so many layers and just set it on that run it and it'll grab you like a spreadsheet of you know it'll keep going down people also ask like three four layers and come back with a ton of questions you can use to for keyword research
0: awesome so. Yeah, I've, I've heard of that extension, but I I didn't use it. So I, I've heard of it. So it's SEO yeah. Minion. Yeah, yeah, it's free. It's it's good one. Nice. All right. Well, anything else on this project before we move on and ask you about your portfolio a little bit?
1: Um, no, nothing that I can really think of. Um, I would just like to say, you know, like if a beginner could really jump into something like this and just test the waters what, with KGR. Cause I think KGR is really good for a beginner It's so like, it's a form of confirmation. It's like, Oh, this phrase is easier. You know, this, this KGR kind of c- confirms that. And then, you know, even if you have a micro site like this, making 400 a month, that's either some of your rent mortgage or your car payment, you know, something yeah. like that. So
0: I know uh I I remember you used to come to the live streams and stuff Wesley and uh, I was mm-hmm. going to say a lot of people will shit on the KGR where there's a lot of noise there's in fact there's YouTube channels where their their most popular video is one where they like say I don't like KGR don't use it blah 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 why do you right. think people want to shit on this free idea
1: well, I think it's, um, one, there might be some monetary gain and they're trying to sell a product, right? That might be one reason. But um, I don't know. Um, people have, I don't know. Some people just uh, have their own reasons, I guess. But I really think for a beginner, it's great. It's free. It's You can confirm the, the keyword or topic you're using is easy or not. I don't see nothing wrong with that.
0: It's just one of our tools that we can use if we want to. It's not a, you know it's not a hammer you got to go around hitting everything you can use it judiciously and like you said right get some confirmation if you're not quite sure so yeah fantastic yeah. all right what other sites do you have in your portfolio so you said you know maybe this specific site was maybe your second you're a few years under your belt now so yeah what what's your business look like these days
1: so my portfolio, I'll, I'll be kind of vague, so I don't want to give away any URLs or anything like that. But my portfolio is around five sites, and um, total is you know um, low five figures, somewhere around there. And yeah, I just I try to manage about five, and anything larger than that, or say if I'll get, I don't know, like a scratch for like, I just have to start another site. I'll sell one off, and then you know I try to keep the number at five. You know, if I, if I add a sixth or seventh, I'm looking to sell something else to bring it back to, that number back down. But yeah. Okay. And have you sold uh, any of your sites over the years? Yeah, I sold one early last year. Um, I sold a site for about 80,000 and then I sold another one. I think the year before that it was a little bit smaller for about 25,000. Yeah.
0: Okay. And do you sell directly to uh, the the buyer or have you worked through a broker? You don't have to mention them here or anything, but just curious. Yeah, I've used a broker both times. Yep. Okay. And don't don't mention them now that I'm going to start asking, but what was the experience (laughs) like? Um, Were there any issues working with a broker? Did you feel like, you know, their fees were fair, that sort of thing?
1: You know, the fees are high (laughs) Uh, and and, you know, in my opinion. Um, but I think at the same time, a broker can also bring you a pool of buyers that will bring you a higher multiple. So maybe in there, that that fee is justified. But um, you know, I I'm not dissatisfied with my two sales. I'll say that I'm you know I'm, I was happy with how things went, the transaction, and it was pretty smooth overall.
0: Okay, so that's good. Yeah, the brokers do. I mean, they have to run a business and everything like that, but. I mean, one of the, I, I don't sell many sites, but I was going to say that one of the big advantages of like having a platform where like this podcast, for example, I can say, Hey, I'm selling a site and then I don't have to work through a broker. And it's a right. huge amount of money. And just, I mean, it, it removes a lot of back and forth, potentially there's headaches yes. behind that. I mean, you're paying for convenience and, you know, you brought up, potentially you can get a higher multiple because you're working with a broker it also can help you sell it a little bit faster you know maybe yes, yeah. 20,000 people will get their eyes on that deal versus you know maybe a, a few thousand if you have a smaller platform so there there's certainly trade offs yeah yeah all right, cool. Well, with your with your other sites, I'm I'm curious. Um, I know we can't go too in depth, but like, how, how big are they? You mentioned you have a team. Do you do any link building on
1: on those sites, or are you pretty much a content person? Yeah, I'm pretty much a content person. Um, you know, my sites. I think my largest one has around 800 and something articles, something around there, um, and then the rest are less than that. But uh, yeah, I just focus on content. I don't spend much time on link building. Now, I do some tactics that try to attract links naturally and in, in things like that, adding um, statistical information, you know, infographics, things like that to bring in natural links as much as possible. And I've picked up stuff, you know, links from like uh, howstuffworks.com, you know, some powerful domains like that. But um, I don't actively go out of my way to link build. Um, I think the most I've ever done was like a spurt of help a reporter out, you know, so I might do that every now and then. But other than that, not much.
0: Okay. And did Haro um,
1: help you out? Did you Did you get any links from that? I did get some links from that. I did. Um, you know, I, um, I think when I was doing it, it was it was great. But I think I feel like it's getting more diluted with a lot of link builders that kind of they kind of mess up the Inco system. So, like us as site builders and marketers, we kind of. Um, when uh, all of us get our hands on something, they'll ruin it <laughs> eventually. It seems like, but uh, yeah, so I don't know the, the current state of it, but right, I don't use it so much. Yeah.
0: I, I agree. Yeah. That marketers do ruin things because it starts to work. And then, I mean, I had a course on it and I feel like shortly after that, um, and then there were other courses by the way, but a lot of people started jumping on and using Haro. So yeah, it's, it's definitely diluted. <laughs> I think it's a little harder to stand out now. Um, yep. I, I don't know if you were on this live stream, Wesley, but uh, a couple weeks ago, someone said, "Hey, I just started using Haro, and it's been great. I've gotten like a handful of links, and it's only been a couple weeks." So, I, oh yeah,
1: I think it, it's definitely still it still works for sure. Yeah, right on.
0: Well, tell me a little bit about your team. How many writers do you have? Um, did you find it hard building the team or anything?
1: No, um, I use Upwork, and um, I have changed my process over time for the way I you know, message the people and select candidates to test out for writing. But my team right now is probably about, I think, five people, uh, maybe six. I can't remember. And then I have one editor. And then um, everything gets kind of goes just to like a conveyor belt system. You know, it gets, I have a pool of content. The writer can pick what they want from the pool, submit it on their deadline. Editor picks it up. And by the time I see it, it's just I'll review it on, in WordPress, make sure everything looks good, and hit publish.
0: Perfect. And I like, I like that. That's how I kind of have my setup as well. It's good to have a touch point, you know, so that you are at least are looking at the content. Yes, Otherwise definitely, definitely. you could go for a few months and realize that there was some issue that, that you didn't know yeah. about.
1: So I'm too afraid to like hand over the publish button for sure. <laughs> yeah. Interesting.
0: All right. Well, any, anything else on your portfolio that you want to mention?
1: Um, no, not really. Nothing I can think of. All right.
0: So for people that want to kind of replicate what you've done, do you have any other specific tips? And I know, you know, you kind of focused on, you know, newer people and using KGR to to test it out. But, you know, where where you are now and you have a few sites in your portfolio, any broad tips you can provide to people that want to maybe think about their, their journey over a three year period?
1: I would say if they're new, you know, and thinking about their first three years, I would say stick to one site. Don't don't try to start multiple or build a portfolio first. Um, I would all, I would recommend focusing on your first site till so it's at least close to five figures. You don't have to quite hit that. You know, everybody's situation is different. Everybody's personal home finances are different. But I would at least wait till seven or eight thousand a month before you want to start doing a second or third site. In my opinion, I like that.
0: Focus is key, and it 's stressful if you have more sites
1: trust me oh definitely you 'll compound that one mistake over and over if you don 't hundred percent all right well, Wesley, this has been awesome. You have a new YouTube
0: channel, so I want you to to tell us about it a little bit, and we 'll certainly link up to it
1: great, awesome, yeah, um, you can catch me at niche site dojo. Um, I just, I'm sharing what I know and i create I'm creating videos as much as I can. I'm still very new. So the, the videos might be a little rough around the edges. I'm not, I haven't quite gotten this whole camera thing down yet, but I'm, I'm doing my best and I'm just sharing my knowledge there with everybody. So
0: awesome. Hey, like, uh, do you have any hot videos, uh, on, on the list that you're already published or maybe that you're going to create soon?
1: Well, since we're, all, since we're talking about this site here, if they want to see some more on it, I have a video that covers this specific micro niche site in more details. Uh, I share some more numbers and things there. If they want to go check that out, that'd be cool.
0: Thanks, Wesley. Really appreciate it. And yeah, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. I think i remember when wesley was getting started he used to show up to the live streams back in the day and we exchanged a couple emails and such and i know he was getting started with this little experiment and i don't think i ever followed up i maybe he pinged me or something, but I forgot. I get a lot of emails, but I, I probably would have remembered. Anyway, when uh, Wesley told me about it, I was like, oh, this is great. It's a pretty simple concept. And for most people, they, especially getting started, you would be thrilled with something that was relatively easy to get going and then is consistently still earning." So it's a pretty fun little experiment, and just goes to show, like even if you're pretty much new, you can test and adapt and pivot if you need to, and uh, really learn a lot. Especially when the stakes are low. When my first site was uh, getting going, well, the first successful one. There were a couple uh, kind of train wrecks where I, <laughs> I didn't know what I was doing at all. But I basically just wanted to come up with. Um, the concept of a site that would earn $300 a month, pretty approachable, but for you know nearly 100% of people, an extra $300 per month is pretty awesome. And then if you weren't earning any money on the side before and you were just relying on whatever your day job is or was, then you would be very happy to get an extra $300 per month and what often happens is you end up earning a lot more than that in the future. And once you get your once you get your uh I guess footing and you understand what you're doing, you can go a little bit bigger. You can try some newer things once you have your foundational skills down and you're a little more competent in some areas. You feel more comfortable and you feel more confident to make some bigger decisions, maybe to invest a little bit more money or time and just put a little bit more effort into whatever it is you're working on. If you have any questions, let me know, shoot me an email, feedback at doug.show. I should have a mailbag episode coming up fairly soon and ah, shoot, I don't know when it's coming up, but I can tell you we have a fun episode with uh, Jesse Lakes coming out very soon. And then another one where I cover a website flip, someone bought a site for about 60 K did a few days of work. Again, a few days of work, about five days of work. And the value of the site is about 130 K at this point. So a little more than doubled the value of the site over the course of five months. However, the work that was done was fairly straightforward, mostly on-site type work and was accomplished in five days. So that's coming out in a few episodes. I think I have it slotted for episode 334. And that's it for today. Thanks for joining me. We'll catch you on the next episode.